friends, welcome back to Real Life Marriage, where I'm your host, Candace Mummert, and on a great day, my husband Aaron joins me as the co-host. Whether I'm sharing tidbits and encouragement or interviewing people brave enough to share what goes on behind closed doors in their marriage, it's all for the goal of strengthening marriages. We're glad you joined us as we unpack the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to Real Life Marriage. everyone. Welcome back. We're glad to have you with us today. And I must say, I am feeling a bit challenged to follow up Linda's interviews because I was so honored and touched and moved and strengthened and inspired by everything that she shared. And I hope that you have listened to both episodes eight and nine to get to know her and Dan and their family and their story and and to see that even through tragedy that most of us can't even comprehend, that God is a good father and that he carries us and that he gets us to the other side. I don't even know. I'm having a hard time putting it into words, but if I could just take a moment one more time and say thank you to Linda for sharing her story. She has told me more than once that it was an honor to get to tell her love story because she doesn't get to do it very often. And by golly, I'm excited that I got to be a part of it. So to keep me from rambling on about how much I loved the interview, Aaron, jump in. What did you think? Well, first, I'd like to thank Linda as well. I never had the opportunity to actually meet Dan but through these two episodes, had just a small opportunity, a small taste of, of the legacy. And we'll probably be using that word throughout. But the legacy that Dan um, had in the, in the great 20 years of marriage that Linda and uh, Dan had and shared with the world and shared and modeled in front of their kids. So um, what a great interview. Wives, if your husbands aren't listening, they need to go back and listen to these and then listen to what we're going to be sharing with them. There's some amazing lessons that we can learn from Dan, the choices that he made and the perspectives that he maintained. I think all of us as husbands and as fathers uh, should just take a small dose of what he did and what he pulled off. And it, it just make our lives and our, our families so much healthier and better. Yeah, and just keep running with that whole legacy. I think that that's definitely a, a big part of what touched both of us. Aaron, wouldn't you say, is the legacy and the leadership that he offered in his home? Yes, yeah. And I think Linda called it spiritual leadership or the spiritual leader of the household. And I know that we've, we've used that. We use that term a lot, that the, the men of the house need to be the spiritual leader. But what does that actually look like? And what I heard through her testimony were, or words like, um, even after he was gone, she realized what a protector he was um, during his time, um, how, how secure she felt, physically secure as well as spiritual secure with him there, um, that he, he was a, a tempo setter of the house. So even as he is battling cancer, the unknown, he chose joy. And that just set the tempo for the family as if the family was watching that spiritual leader and just say, what mood are we going to have today in spite of this situation that we have in front of you? Oh, dad's choosing joy. Yes, we're going to choose joy and march forward. Um, I just think that's that's such a healthy example for your children, but also leading your wife. Um, and spiritually, he also chose faith. I mean, he chose 
to believe that God was a good God and that no matter what the outcome, that he was a good father and that he loved them unconditionally and that he wanted good things. He spiritually set the tempo and of the home as well. Yeah. Let's back up just a little bit. I can't remember quite when it was in the story, but at, at this one point, I, I sensed Linda was just sharing that Dan kind of had a sobering moment of his situation and he decided to schedule family getaways. And, yeah. and even as a spiritual leader, as a family household of saying, Hey, you know, what's important for us right now is family time to get family together. And I just think all men need to pause and just think about this and, and the choices that Dan made in spite of potentially his realizing that his days are limited. And what did he choose? Did he choose go play more golf? Did he choose, you know, go, go pick your hobby? No, he, he said, you know what? I'm going to invest in my family and focus on that. That's most important for my schedule, for my limited schedule that it is. And, and it's, it's a shame that we have to be almost down to a few years to get to that sobering moment when we all are hopefully given with <laughs> plenty of years of our life and yet we almost waste them and we, we don't value what we have. So yeah, we need to be it's, present it's and intentional in whatever season that we're in without the knowledge that our time is almost done, but just to be really present in the season that we're in making the most of everything that God is giving us, which as believers and as moms and as dads and husbands and wives, that is loving our families and loving others the best that we can. Yeah. And even at the end, uh, Linda shared how friends would come over just sharing in old times, sharing of old stories um, of college days or, or younger years or whatnot, not, not dwelling on the darkness of, you know, counting down days, but Dan just chose, Hey, let's reflect on the good time. Another thing that we've kind of already touched on, but that I, I think probably, uh, blessed me or affected me the deepest is the perspective that Linda and Dan chose all the way through to the very end, even on the hardest days, they chose to believe that he is a good God and that he has good plans for them and that he loves them unconditionally and that no matter the outcome of Dan's cancer, he was still a good God and he was going to carry them through it. And man, that's easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Linda was honest and said even after Dan's passing, she had her days of sadness, of anger, of upset, and, you know, shared that with God in, yeah. in prayer times. But yet even through that, knowing that he is a good God, um, knowing that he has the, that he's won the battle. Yeah, I think when we go through our hardest or our darkest days, we need to have already decided as believers that he's a good God, that there's no conditions on our faith of what we believe of him, what we believe he's capable of, what we believe of his goodness. We have to decide that before we go through those dark days. I mean, obviously, you can walk through some of your darkest days and your faith can and should grow. Uh, but, but man, to be able to stand on the side of not knowing for sure where God is leading you and still be able to say, no matter what, he's a good God and he has good plans for us. I was reading 
uh, a book that I've been reading um, just the other day. And it said, we aren't struggling because of the specifics of our circumstances as much as we are struggling because we fail to trust God. That's good. It goes on to say uh, that, you know, if we fail to trust God to give us what we need to show us where we are supposed to go and what we are supposed to do. That's why discontentment surfaces in our lives in all the ways that it does. And that just really struck me, uh, not even directly related to this interview, although it has reminded me of it, that it's not our specific circumstances as much as it is, are we trusting God? And there's just a lot of strength packed in that, in that statement. Yeah. And, and so taking those promises of God, applying that to your struggles that you have in your, someone may have in their current marriage with communication, finances, uh, parenting, in-laws, whatever the challenges may be, big or small, but yet still knowing that there is, it, there, there's a perspective that you can have in, in light of those difficulties choosing to turn to God and believing in who he is and his promises and that he's good, that he's for marriage. So yes. he wants to help you through your struggles. Yeah, that's such a good point uh, because I think that there's a lot of times in marriages when, when we're going through difficult times and sometimes really tragically hard times in our marriages. Unfortunately, in our society these days, people think it's it's easier to walk away from the marriage than to fight for the marriage. And, and often we hear otherwise once people get to the other side of divorce that have how, how difficult divorce is, but you know, you start right where you are and, and decide, do I believe that God is for marriage? Do I believe that God is for me? And if I press in hard enough with God, do I believe that he can save my marriage or resurrect my marriage, strengthen my marriage uh, help with unforgiveness, you know, yeah. there, there's all kinds of elements there. And, I, and I that's like, what we believe that, you know, we believe that, that God is big enough and God is strong enough. If we submit to him and believe for all of his goodness, that, that marriages can be healed even after tragedy. I liked um, how Linda shared with, um, after uh, Dan's death, um, how quickly she found the support group, warm places and, Although that doesn't directly relate to marriages, but just the concept of when you're going through difficult places, do not do it alone. Yeah. Um, um, counseling, get help, um, find find those experts because <laughs> there's someone else out there in the world who has gone through something similar, who is farther down the path from you, and you can learn from them that you can they can relate to maybe the circumstance that you're going through and can help guide you. Obviously, you want a healthy, you want some healthy help. Mm -hmm. um, you get some bad, bad advice out there as well. But I, sometimes that can be, I think the world would say it's, uh, it's shameful to go get counseling, but it's like the first time you hear of someone having marriage problems is when they decide they're going to have a divorce. And they're like, Oh yeah, we've been unhappy for five years. And you're like, what, why didn't you come to us? Why didn't you talk? Well, I mean, yeah. why, why did you battle this all alone? Seek help, get help. No one wants to talk about, hey, we're having a hard time and we need help with our finances. We need help with in-laws. We need help with you name it. Um, mm -hmm. Or at least uh, at least on the guys, we don't talk that much. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The verse she shared, James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, 
consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of any kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Again, that's really hard when you're in the trials to be thankful for the trials. But when you believe that it's for your better, when you believe that it will develop your faith and develop your perseverance, it, you can kind of nestle up into the arms and the hands of God as he's carrying you through those times, knowing that he is for you and that it is for your good. But man, if you don't have that perspective beforehand, it's sure hard to grab it when you're in the in the valleys. Yeah. Yeah, one one of the other um, sobering moments, as Linda was sharing, that, that kind of really kind of hard to to capture. Maybe some of the other listeners uh, picked up on it, but she talked about where there was a point where, um, as a wife, she then had to also be Dan's caregiver. And when she mentioned that, that to me, the the our vows, our wedding vows, came to mm-hmm. mind. Where through sickness and and health. You know, we just so quickly say that sickness, but sickness as in, I will be your caregiver. Linda shared with us, that's not easy and it's not short. It's like, man, have, have I loved my wife enough? Have I stored up enough love and affection to survive her being my caregiver? Which I'm only guessing is very one sided. It's very, as a caregiver, it's, uh, you're not getting, you're not receiving love back. Um, Yeah. So um, think about those words and sickness. And, and as I think you said, Kenny, even more of a reason to love in the healthy times or, or yeah. maybe the little the little bickering that we think we have or that we're fighting over. It's like, oh, yeah, we could be battling. One of us could be battling cancer right now mm-hmm. or one of us could be facing. It doesn't even have a major job loss or yeah. uh, a death of a, um, a parent or um, or anything like it could be a lot worse. Let's let me love you. Let me let me love you in, in in these in the healthy times. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of on that note, that brings me to talking about not don't put things off until tomorrow. None of us are promised tomorrow. We've all heard it. We've all thought about it. We've all talked about it. But when we can really settle into the season that we're in and make the most of it, not be rushing to the next season, not be making so many plans for the next big step that we missed today. Uh, I feel like Dan and Linda's story is another reminder of making the most of today right where you are so that you have those memories stored up. You have the love tank saved up. You're, you're striving for the Lord. You're striving for the best marriage. You know, whatever it is, whatever season you're in, just making the most that you can of every day and not getting wrapped up in busy, not getting wrapped up into tomorrow, but making the most of today and slowing down and realizing what are my priorities. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So if something, if this is something that you and your spouse have not talked about lately, we would just really love to encourage you to make a date within the next 30 days and find time to sit down and say, what are our priorities for our marriage and for our family? What are our priorities right now? You could even be planning for 2020. What do we want our 2020 goals to be for our marriage and for our family? And really cast some vision on that because that will help you be present and make the most of every decision you make 
so that your priorities hold up. So good. Make a plan. And then it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun to visit back on those. We've, we've tried to do it every year. We haven't been 100% successful, but it's fun to look back and say, how are we doing? Oh, we totally missed the boat on that one. Or, yeah, we're doing pretty good. So we encourage you, take, take a minute and do that. And we would love to hear some of the ideas that you come up with. If you want to send us a message or add on a comment, encourage one another with some of the ideas, how you're prioritizing your current season, loving one another, and making plans for your family. Anything else? Men, we need to man up and be a little bit more like Dan. So, mm, <laughs> What a legacy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Love you, Linda. Thank you again for sharing. And hey, guys, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to leave a review and share it with a friend to be part of Strengthening Marriages. Until next time, be sure you're loving on relationships.